Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host here, Tom Quee, getting into a yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is episode 96 of our journey into Metallica. It feels like we should be longer into the alphabet, like there are some letters like M, and unsurprising that Metallica have dwelt on. And there's lots of kind of odd coincidences, odd bit of synchronicity that you see in the order in these episodes. For instance, today we're doing Motor Breath, and the next episode we're doing is Murder One, you know, both in, in ways Lemmy tributes. But yeah, Today is Motor Breath, something from Kill 'Em All, which is seriously one of my favourite Metallic albums. I know a lot of people don't say that, and I'm not saying that brazenly. I'm saying that out of sheer respect, and I think these songs are so addictive and triumphant. And yes, yes, Kill 'Em All is better than Load and Reload to me, actually. Uh, I don't know how people feel about that. Comment down below. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show, you want to discuss a song, got Pumping Blood, Purify, Ronnie Rising Medley. So if anyone wants to hop on to do Seek and Destroy as well, let me know on there. Those episodes will be recording towards the end of the year. As I said before, Alpha Metallica is now more regular. I'm going to try and do it twice weekly just because I want to. I like doing the show. And, it, you know, the episodes aren't too long or whatever. And I do a lot of other stuff. So it makes sense to just up the pace for as long as it wants. Maybe try and finish it by the end of the year. I'm not sure. But, yeah, if you want to hop on the show before it does conclude, hit me up there. Patreon as well if you want to support the show. You want to give back. iTunes, leave a review. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about Motor Breath with Jeremy. Jeremy, how's it going, man? Hey, Tom. Great to be back again. Um, been a hell of a week. I got to see the, the band at the beginning of the week and bookmarking it at the end here, <laughs> talking to you about Motor Breath. So I'm uh, really glad to be here. No, Thank you, thank you. The first episode that we did was the house that Jack built, which was just a sort of, you know, you helped me out. Like, I think we just decided to do an episode or whatever, and I was like, you know, I think someone had dropped out, and that was a really good episode. But, you know, today, you know, we're looking at Kill 'em All. We're looking at a you know, completely different type of Metallica. Like, what, what, what do you prefer, personally, the more old school or that kind of alternica shit? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely an old school fan. I hmm. grew up with a band in the 80s, and, you know, I... I at the risk of triggering some people, I'll, I'll freely admit that the Black Album is where I kind of felt like I got marginalized as a fan. Okay, and so okay. this is definitely my era and uh, what I love to listen to. For me, I don't know about for you, like I just love what era this is coming from. And I love hearing the beginnings of the band and how raw it is and charming in some of its foibles production-wise. As, as a Metallica fan, I think Kill 'Em All is something you always regard fondly as a release. Absolutely. You know, I used to think of um, Kill 'Em All as being kind of the spark that lit the fuse. But, yeah. you know, when you get down to this song, Motor Breath, it's, it's kind of the big bang of the band. It's... Um, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes with the subject matter, but we know this is kind of the first song that reportedly James ever wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I watched some of those shows about the history of the universe and they kind of roll back time and say all the matter that exists in the universe can be put back into this one particle. And that's kind of motor breath to me. This Uh, is where it all starts. uh, Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a highlight of the record. Terrific song. You know, one of that. Is it their shortest song at three minutes, eight seconds? Is there anything shorter? uh that's that's my understanding i think yeah. hardwired is 310 so it's uh-huh. just a little bit longer and i think this one keeps that crown yeah yeah and you know it just a track that i always return to and that intro riff um you know very simple the the single string coming in after the kicking drum intro but you know so powerful and despite its apparent simplicity you know it's something that's really addicting and it's got such a bite to it and i i i love that line i think you know it, it's so good that that's the first thing hetfield wrote because it's so creative and so comp- compelling like i just love the way it rides absolutely and i think you know if you if you're someone who played guitar you can kind of put yourself in that mindset yeah. and remember 
sitting in your bedroom as a teenager trying to write that first song. Hear the first song in this. You can, you can, because the riff is kind of James dragging his finger across the string in a very artistic way. You know, it's not there's not purpose in it, but just the technique that he's using, I don't see very often in music. And that riff is great, and then into, I guess, kind of the main riff, the sort of the, the thrashy riff, the breakdown riff. What do you think of that? I, I just think it's great all along. You know, the, the, the what this song maybe lacks for sophistication, it, it certainly makes up for an authenticity and energy and um yeah if, you, if you're if you're a fan of metallica how could you not love this moment in time uh, what would you think throughout the track of james's vocals uh, better than no life to leather. Let's put it that way. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the odd sort of like you know pubescent burst or whatever at the end of these vocals, but for the most part, it's quite melodic and commanding. And another cool thing I think about this song is is thematically, um, it's kind of a predecessor to Fuel. Um, yeah. You kind of hear the same concepts coming out of him. So uh, yeah, it, it's just you know it's. Last time I was on here, we did House the Jack Build, and we spent you know a good fifteen minutes really dissecting that song mm-hmm. and going through the different layers and the effects in the yeah. studio and the themes of the lyrics and you know I think we even talked about the talk box solo and, and what we thought of that and yeah. you know we we really kind of did that just to determine whether or not we thought that was a good song and then you come to a song like this which is as simple and straightforward as they come and there's just the magic to it that you don't even have to dissect it's just yeah right there in front of you and it's just great yeah it's self-evident it's breathless you know the the two four break the na 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 it's it's very hypnotic it's very proggy um it's quite you know off center i think and it just adds to the sense of adrenaline that pumps through the song and we have the you know i love this thing like metallica no metallica would never do this and you know no band really does this in the modern age but the solo key change like just kicking up as a solo kicks in like it's such a kind of gimmicky thing to do but it really works oh it's just cool as could be yeah, yeah it, it really gives some flavor to that section of the song what do you think of kirk solos on the Breath? uh well you know we we kind of all know that he, he's just kind of replaying mustaine's part so there's a little yeah. bit of variation in there but you know i and i love dave mustaine's playing i think he's an incredible shredder but i've always preferred kirk i think he's got a little more musicality to him yeah uh, you know, Mustaine to me is kind of like, you know, I, I envision a down power line and the sparks are coming out of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the road crews back there putting up a sign that says stay a thousand feet back. And, um, you know, Kirk may not quite have that, but I, I, I've always felt his planes a little more musical and a little more fluidity to it, especially during this era of the band. And I love it. I, I yeah. think uh, he pulls it off perfect. Yeah, that's not to say that, you know, Dave Mustaine didn't go on to be quite a good guitar soloist, like, you know, Holy Wars and certain stuff I've rushed in peace, like Lucretia, like, you know, there's certain things he plays that I don't think maybe Kirk could have gone with, but there is just kind of a, I don't know, uh, you know, a heroicism about Kirk to a certain extent that Dave never really had. I think you're quite right. He was quite loose and unbridled. Yeah, you know, I like the solo. I think... Kirk's use of wah is really good, especially in the opening section. It really feels like a deep breath being taken, uh, like Damage Inc. as well, certain sections of that. Um, you know, it's noodly, it's kind of showy-offy, it's kind of like, you know, the Bay Area scene, everyone's fucking, you know, going crazy up there. But song's very simple, you know, it sort of goes back into the chorus. We actually get the... Um, verse riff played solo as well we get a few other sections put in but for a three minutes eight song it's just a real run and gunner yeah yeah absolutely and it, it's i think it's a good example of a song that uh, where the sum is kind of greater than the parts and they've played this live you know many many times 312 times live 
Yeah, how how cool is that? That the first song you ever wrote uh, not only makes it on a record, but yeah. stays in your set list pretty yeah. recurrently for your whole career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to the point that you played it, you know, very very recently. Last played it February twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. So about yeah. a month ago uh, in El Paso, Texas. Yeah, of course. But um, you know, everyone wants to see this song. Um, you know, it is a treat of a number, and it is crazy that they put it in there. I think you know this was from. I think they played this at the first gig that James it was kind of the breakthrough gig because it's the first one. That James ever sung and played guitar, and that was you know they debuted it in that performance, and it's just such a died in the wall early Metallica tune. Yeah, I actually saw it. Looks like the first time they played it was at a high school. Yeah, um, which is <laughs> it's just amazing, right? I mean, uh, they're playing at a high school, and then thirty five years later, they're playing it in stadiums. It's just just incredible. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Don Haskins Center, apparently. Yeah, a, a, a crazy, crazy. And you you seeing them live then in general? Um, how was that experience? It's surreal. I, I you know I hadn't seen them since. Uh, 1989 so it's literally been 30 years for me um yep. and you know it, it, it was a great night i got to take my family with me and i got to take uh, my three sons and two of my daughters mm. who are all older now than i was the last time i saw the band and um you know they're they're what i would call casual metallica fans but it's okay. just so infectious when you're there at that show that um yeah it was a great night it was a special night and one of that you know for me as a as a parent you know, the irony was that my parents would have done anything they could to keep me away from a Metallica show. Um, and now it's a family event and it, it, yeah. was, it was just fantastic. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah, we um, you know recently had Russell on uh, speaking about the North Carolina show. And uh, I'm always curious. I hope that Metallica release it in some sort of Netflix tie in. H- how was the Jim Brewer show? You know, it, it was OK. It was mm. um I think the <laughs> don't biggest, let me down. It's only well, okay. It's long, know, the, right? Apparently, it goes for like a couple of hours. It it is long. I think the, the it was a really choppy feeling because he would come out and he'd do five ten minutes, mm. and then he would disappear, and they would just play music, and they'd come uh, back okay. for another five minutes. And I, you know, I'm I'm not sure the concept is totally worked out still. Mm. Um, I I know a lot of people would rather see an opening band, and that was my instinct as well. But once it was there, it, it just it kind of felt like, hey, we're here to celebrate Metallica. And so I was cool with it. It, it mm-hmm. just felt like the night was about the band. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was it, it was enough to to pump everybody up and, and build that anticipation. And, I, I, you know, I think the, the, the big surprise for me, um, just from the moment we entered into the arena, there was mm-hmm. just an electricity in the air that I haven't felt at a live event in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and you could tell there you know the fact that the majority of the crowd was probably middle-aged mm-hmm. um but it felt like everybody felt like kids again so it, it was really cool yeah and i mean the show itself uh, the risk of recapping the whole thing like briefly you know i mean the worldwide tour of course has been dynamite uh, so far so unsurprisingly the band is so consistent like h- how was the evening uh, it was great i mean mm-hmm. you know you you watch a lot of the hardwired tours leading up to going to the show but those, you know, videos online just don't do justice to how it feels when you're actually there at the show. Um, we got a great set list. We got Whiplash. We got Fight Fire with Fire. Um, just some really cool deep cuts for some of us older fans. I thought they did a really nice job of balancing the old and the new. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big fan of Hardwired. I think despite the fact that I think only about 60% of that album is good, um they played five songs off that record and and they all came off pretty good here comes revenge was a little bit rough i love the riff in that song yep, yep. but i think it was kind of a lost a little bit of energy during that song but mm-hmm. otherwise i mean you know it, it's just the experience 
you go to so many shows where you're kind of there watching the band. Metallica always feels like you're just a part of the show. So, um, it, it, yeah, it, I don't know what to say about it other than it was just a memorable night that I, um, I know I'll never forget it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, no matter where you are, James is like the fucking, you know, one of those seeing eye paintings. It always feels like he's looking at you and, like, acknowledging you. And did he have that sort of chintzy James moment towards the end where he speaks to the crowd and talks about, like, parents and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It it was definitely the pop ahead uh, attitude. Um, a, a much different feel than the last time I saw them. <laughs> the damage you know, justice tour, yeah, that wouldn't, he, that would not yeah, fly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't not quite the same fury on stage <laughs> that they had back then, but it it really just ultimately didn't matter. It was just the experience of being there and you know the community and and feeling like you were part of a group and it, you know it was just great. So going back to the song then, um, as always, as we do, follow the show at Metallica Pod, open up to you guys. Uh, what do you think? And a brief tweet or two of Motor Breath. Metallica Bible saying, great tune. I've seen them perform it live in Dublin 2009. It made me appreciate the energy of the song a lot more. MTI saying, one of my favourites on Kill em All. Always felt like there was a little more melody and hookiness to it, especially vocally compared to the rest of the album. Um, Jeremy, I would say that's fair, right? I think so. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and it definitely, again, one of those songs that when you hear it live, it just takes on a whole new, um, just a whole new meaning and a whole new uh, aura about that song than you hear on the album. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not to say there aren't vocal performances on here that really fit the song. I think Jump in the Fire is excellent as well. And pretty much every song that we've covered on Alpha Metallica on Kill 'Em All, I've always sort of gushed about. Like, you know, I do really, really love this album. Metal Militia we covered recently, which is, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe my most forgettable song on Kill 'Em All, I'd say. But um, Motor Breath is certainly one that um, I adore. You know, it is a it is a terrific fucking song. So going back to the Twitter, um, Robert saying probably their best non-cover punk song. Those people who tell you not to take chances, they are all missing on what life's about. You only li- live once, so take care of the chance. Don't end up like the others. Same song and dance. Pretty cool refrain. Yeah, Robert, I completely agree, actually. I always took that for granted, but reading it on that tweet and going back and listening, it's quite some effective, you know, young James Hetfield philosophy. Like. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right. It's it's you you got to keep in mind how old he was at that point. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny. The lyrics are, they're almost a little bit um, quaint at this point. But, hmm. uh, yeah, it was almost kind of like he was four or five years ahead of where the band actually was at that point and celebrating the lifestyle that they were just starting to experience. Mm. And finally, Ralph saying, gotta say, I really love this song. It's always been one of my favorites off Kill 'Em All. Fantastic, rather punkish thrasher written solely by Hetfield. Basically describes the band's early philosophy on life back in the day. Would love to see it played live more often than it has been. Yeah, um, I certainly agree there. And, uh, oh, Cole also saying the first pop hit classic. Any, any closing thoughts on the track, Jeremy? Uh, have, have you seen the acoustic version that James did that's on YouTube? I have. Wh- where was that? I haven't seen that. Uh, it was some kind of San Francisco Unplugged show. I'm not sure exactly okay. what it was, but I just, you know, I watched it this week leading up to the episode, and I thought, well, that's that's quite a bold choice for and an Unplugged song. Is it, is it rearranged? Does he just riff out? Like? Uh, it's just kind of played on acoustic. So it's got, you know, some arpeggiated chords and things as he's going, but it's the same basic structure and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay. It's, you know, you can imagine motorhead going acoustic. You kind of lose something in translation, but, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to see him and it was definitely a gutsy choice to pull that off. And any old excuse on Alpha Metallica to shout out Clint Wells is one that's embraced. So yeah, I don't know if you, uh, you obviously, you know, Clint Wells and metal, your podcast fame and such. Of course, yeah. Um, so here, 
<laughs> well, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, it would be surprising if not. Um, so uh, he released um, obviously the cover EP, a uh, second volume now with Ethan, and he covered uh, Motor Breath on that. And he does. It oh, as, like, I haven't a, heard that. Yeah, he does it as like an Elliot Smith um, take, which is fucking great. Very, very good. Uh, as always, so go support them on the Patreon and go listen to that. So yeah, I mean that is out there as well. But yeah, um, I love Motor Breath. Let me know down below what you guys think. Um, you know, at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me as well, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Um, you know, Jeremy, I guess in, in general, like, have you, what have you been listening to out of interest, I guess, just to close the episode? Any, any bands to recommend? Well, certainly with this show leading up, I've been on a Metallica oh, yeah. kick lately. Always. Um, so that's kind of been my focus. Going back a little bit to some of the old Megadeth stuff, they they re-released uh, Killing Is My Business with remastered oh. version, which sounds great, which is like a whole new view on that album. So I'm not the biggest Megadeth fan, but I've definitely been checking that one out lately. But yeah, um, yeah it's been a Metallica kick that, you, you know, you just go through leading up to it. <laughs> yeah. like I, know, I know what it's like. I know what it's like, yeah. But that's cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It just came out in 2018. The Final Kill, it's called. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very Megadeth title. Yeah, so it's got... Um, <laughs> The original record, which was just actually eight songs, and then another ten. So he's got some live London tracks, Germany tracks, some demos. Okay, cool. Yeah, and he's. Ch- I know. I remember Chris Poland was the guitar player at that point in the band. And yeah, he and was it, a, incredible. Yeah, and if if you've heard the the original version, it just sounds awful. And, it does. And the remaster, yeah. it just comes to life, and it's it's like hearing the album for the first time again. And I've definitely gained a new appreciation for it. And it's mad that Peace Cells was actually the next album they released. I didn't realize that was the second album. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But of course, we're talking about Metallica. We don't want to talk about the enemy here. So uh, you know, shout Megadeth every time. But um, yeah, man, this has been great going back through the song. And uh, again, people, let us know in the comments what you think. Is there any any project you'd like to promote or anything like that? No, nope, just thanks for having me on, Tom. I appreciate it. it's fun to no, be here. Of course, of course. So uh, yeah, thanks again, guys. Let me know MetallicaProductGmail.com if you want to come on the show. Um, please subscribe, share. You know, tell people about the show as well. But yeah, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, all the different platforms. Jeremy, thanks again. Thanks, Tom.